I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is the Book Boyfriend Project. Project. Oof, I feel like now I sound very stuffy. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so today's episode is going to be Jess's first update in this round of Why Rewinds. She's reading the, I think it's called the Luck series. I was called the Obsidian series by Jennifer L. Armantrout. Um, this was my pick for her because this is a book series that I've just adored for like forever. And I actually recently reread it maybe two or three months ago. And I was just reminded of how much I love the characters. I started to see some of the, not flaws necessarily, but just like YA-ish elements of this book that maybe I didn't notice so much when I was 14 or 15. Um, but I was really, really excited for Jess to read it. And so today she's going to talk about the prequel to the first book, which, what's that one called? That one is actually called Shadows mm-hmm. and follows Dawson and Bethany. Mm-hmm. And then she's also going to talk about Obsidian, which is technically the actual first book of the series. And that one follows Katie and Demon. It's Demon. It's Demon. It's Demon. Demon. Oh, you guys. I read these books probably almost a decade ago, and the character's name is spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. And I was like, Demon. Then I listened to the audiobooks, and they were like, Demon, and I refused to believe it. See, and I've read, like, multiple, um, like, paranormal books where demons are, like, a thing in those books, and that's the way that they spell it. So when I was, like, looking at this and, like, looking at the character descriptions and everything, I was like, oh, that's demon. And then, like, Sid had, like, talked about this, and I'm like, yeah, I understand why she did that, but, like, I wouldn't have made that mistake. I would have been demon in my head the entire time. You know what? They should have, like, phonetically spelled it out at some point. Someone needed to mispronounce it, so then I would have pronounced it the right way, but now he's just Damon forever in my head. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, spoiler alert, like, I read the first book before the prequel, but I'm going to explain it with the prequel first. Okay. So... Shadows follows Dawson Black and Bethany Williams. Dawson Black is a Luxon, so this book is from both of their POVs. We get some from Bethany, we get from some from Dawson, which I really enjoyed. The first book is only from the female Katie's perspective, which mm-hmm. was not a fan of. Um, so a Luxon is an alien life form. Their planet has blown up. Or something. I don't think it's ever actually explained, it's but it's been, been destroyed. destroyed. I don't know if it's like become uninhabitable or like what, but it's destroyed. I think it was destroyed um, by the war between the Luxon and the Aram. Yeah. Yes. Which is like um, this. But I don't know exactly how that would happen. I don't know either. I don't really um, understand. So the Luxon basically can become forms of light, and in my head, they basically just become like. A non-formed light bulb. Like, they have no shape. They just look like a light bulb. Really? Because I totally picture them as, like... Do you remember that part in Inside Out where they go into, like, that thing that deconstructs them? And they turn into, like, the triangle people? Yeah, I wasn't imagining them to have any shape but, like, a glow. Gotcha. Like, so, like, a light bulb, but, like, when it's so bright that you can't really make out the shape of the bulb anymore. Yeah. That's what I was imagining when I was reading this book. That's what I imagined, but more, like, pointy people. 
like yeah. blurry pointy people yes then they have like limbs you know mm-hmm. so the luxan can speak in each other's minds and that's kind of how they communicate when they're in these forms mm-hmm. they can also take a human shape um some of them can change their shape all of the time and some of them once their bodies have kind of adapted to a human-like DNA, they can only take that, like, one shape. Mm-hmm. And somehow, like, all of the siblings take, like, a shape that's similar to them, which I have questions on how that really works. I don't know. I think that's um, cool, The Luxing can also heal. Um, well, some of them can. Mm-hmm. Um, they shoot big bolts of light out of their fists, like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And when a Luxon does, like, a ton of magic around a human, it leaves a trace on them, which the Aram can then, like, find and track Mm -hmm. if they're around them. Mm -hmm. And the Aram are, like, the counter-opposite of the Luxon. They are made of, like, darkness. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they have any powers beyond being able to transform into a human Mm -hmm. or, like, being in their little, like, shadowy form. Yeah. That's, like, the only thing that I've currently, like, found. And their entire motivation for, like, being is that they want to, like, drain the looks in, of their powers. And I think it gives them, like, a high or something yeah. for a little while. Because I don't think that they can, like, make themselves into a looks in, like, creature. They're, like, looks in vampires. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, another thing to know, I guess this isn't horribly important, but Luxon always are born in groups of three. Usually there's, I think almost always, there's two males and one female, so it's kind of an imbalanced population. Um, and the Aram always come in force. Mm-hmm. I think theirs is three males and one female. I haven't, we haven't gotten that much info okay. where I'm at yet. Okay. Well, that's just general. Um, we've just gotten, though. we've just gotten like, the fours Mm -hmm. see i'm gonna give you like a bunch of universe info first of what i know and then i'm just gonna update universe info at the beginning of each like check-in because i feel like that's the best way to handle supernatural books and stuff so the luxon have come to earth because their thing has been destroyed the dod is very much aware of them like the department of defense is very much aware of them they fund their lifestyles. Um, most of them are orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes they live outside of the community or they live within the Luxon community. And so um, that just means they don't live like a ton of, like with a lot of human interaction. Mm-hmm. And so the DOD checks in on them once a month. They have like control over all aspects of their life basically Mm -hmm. um they basically have to get like extra approval when getting like a driver's license or anything buying a house buying a house it's very much um like talked about like a ton obviously because both of the um male characters that we talk about are looks in and so it's very much talked about um about how a marriage license wouldn't have a chance of being approved for a Luxon and a female mm-hmm. or like um a human. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of interesting to me. It kind of reminds me and there's no kind of about it. It's like pretty much just racial segregation. Mhm. But like extraterrestrial style. Mhm. Yep. So I think that's pretty much all of the universal stuff that we need to touch on first. Um, there's one more thing. So as we said, the Aram can track the trace that looks and leave on humans when they use their abilities around them. 
Um, they can also, the Aram can also attract just the looks in, in general. With the exception uh, of yes. if they are around a substance called beta quartz, which is present in lots of mountain ranges. Um, so this takes place in one of those mountain ranges, and it's kind of important to know, like, that the beta quartz range only goes so far. Mm. That might not be in the first book, but, like, it becomes a bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they talk about the beta quartz and how it's supposed to, like, basically deafen or, like, lessen the Luxon's, like, overall, like, thing. Mm-hmm. And so unless they're, like, within the mountain range, they can't, like, see the trace or they can't see the Luxon's, like, signature. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's kind of all that that's done. So that's usually where looks in live. Mm-hmm. Now that you have all of this explanation, I don't have to stop and go through this while I'm explaining the actual plot. Mm-hmm. So Shadows starts with Bethany. She is a teenager in high school, and she and her mother have just moved to this new town because her uncle, her mother's brother, has cancer, and he needs someone to like be there to help take care of him. And so her mom's, I think, always been a stay-at-home mom. She has, like, a little brother that's, like, I don't know, like, two or three years old. And Bethany's kind of pretty quiet. And so within the first, like, time her and Dawson meet, like, Dawson's just very much enarmored with her. And so then they kind of start talking. They start chatting. And then the other looks and get very suspicious of this because Mm -hmm. they don't want like the secret to get out they don't want him like getting really involved with this uh human Mm -hmm. so they can't like deny this connection between them and she doesn't really like want a boy as a complication um but keeping the secret is like paramount except that like when he first kisses her he can't control himself and turns into his true form he turns into a glowworm yep and obviously this ends up leaving like a huge trace on her and so all of the looks in the area can see this trace and they know that you know she's now a hazard and then dawson like has to explain to his brother who's apparently the most powerful looks in demons like the most powerful looks in in the area outside of the community. We don't know too much about, like, the looks and community peoples mm-hmm. yet. Um, in my head, he's, like, looks and royalty almost with his power. Yeah. So Dawson has to tell Demon, and then Demon kind of throws a fit, but he's like, you know what? You're my brother. I'm going to go for bat for you. And gets the other looks in to, like, back off a bit. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, they're kind of chill. And you didn't introduce D. We haven't. I guess we haven't gotten. To we D haven't yet. gotten to D. I D. D is like we're gonna explain her with Katie because okay, that's that's where. Well, basically, the Dawson is part of a triplet. Mm-hmm. Dawson, Demon, and D. I love the alliteration of it. It makes me want to name my own kids. Very alliteration-y. But I feel like everyone in my family and in my friend circle would judge me for it. Yeah. Like, I love you, and I would support you if you really want to do that, but, like, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, you're going to judge me. Um, so, Demon's supposed to be, I think, like, the oldest, and then Dawson, and then D. D and Dawson very much have this very close relationship, 
and such, but, like, Demon kind of keeps himself apart from them because he's always acted like the caregiver since their parents um, just aren't around. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they're technically dead. Like, that's the assumption. It's alluded to. It's alluded to a lot. I don't know if that's going to change throughout the rest of the book. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I like the book series. Um, So that's just kind of how that, like, family dynamic works. Mm -hmm. There's also another set of triplets called... Ash, Andrew, and Adam. So, Ash is the female, and she's, like, technically Demon's girlfriend. So, the elders within the Luxon community very much, like, try to pair up the Luxon. And basically, like, these are who you should be with. These are who you're approved to be with. Mm -hmm. And we need to further the Luxon, like, line, and we need to, like, not die out. So, the Luxon community and the humans frown on human Luxon, like, interaction. Mm-hmm. Damon and Ash are, like, betrothed. Basically. As well as... Also, why don't we use the word betrothed more often? It's so much more fun than engaged. That's what we're gonna... When we're engaged, that's what we're gonna say. We're betrothed, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I believe Adam is the one that D is technically, like, betrothed to. Mm-hmm. And so, Adam's, like, the good brother. He's, like, nice. But Andrew's the one that kind of tries to create problems and kind of bullies Bethany a little bit. He's a turd nugget. Yeah. Um, so, basically, throughout the book, there's a lot of points where, like... Dawson does questionable non-human things and like Bethany like a smart girl picks up on those things but then she just kind of forgets about them because she's like you know like I don't have time to like think about that Mm -hmm. and then like she learns about him being a Luxon and then you know it just makes their relationship stronger and then throughout this book like I think when we like first begin there's, like, a set of Aram that are, like, attacking, and so, like, Demon kills one, I think Dawson kills one, and then, like, you know, like, that's just, like, a very, like, minute detail throughout this book. I think it was, like, a four-hour-long audiobook. It's very, very short. Um, but towards the end of the book, the Aram actually attack Bethany and Dawson, and then it switches to, like, Demon's point of view and the DOD telling them that, like, hey, your brother and his girlfriend are dead yeah which is a very large plot point in the first book yep so that's kind of like the main gist of what happened in the prequel we get introduced to dawson and bethany who were like very much like key plot points within the first book Mm -hmm. and i was like very very sad that we didn't get more information out of them see just as a theory Mm-hmm. I have a theory that this. they're not dead, and I wanted it to be confirmed by the prequel novel, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And somehow I have not spilled the beans on whether or not it's true or not. I literally cannot lie. I cannot lie to save my life. Gun to my head. I would die. Yeah, but I also haven't, like, legitimate just, like, stared you down and been like, hey, Sid. That's cheating. You can't do that. You know I can't lie that way. <laughs> I know. That's why I haven't done it. Like, I haven't, like, legit, like, sat here and stared you down and been like, hey, are my theories true? Like, what are we doing here? Um, so, like, I try not to do that when we're, like, doing these YA rewinds and stuff just because I feel like that's a little unfair. Like, I love, like, theorizing these things, but I don't actually want the answer. Yeah. Like, I'm very much, like, I can wait for it. I just want 
Like I'm, like, I'm very much one of those people, like, if I was right, I want someone else to, like, know what my theory was. So when I say, like, hey, I knew that, they're not like, bullshit, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> call that. Like, you're damn right I called that. I fucking told you I called that. And Jess is excellent with her theories. So, like, nine times out of ten, she's correct. Yeah, so, I can like, only think of, like, a handful of times that you've been, like, totally off base. Yeah, and most of the time, if I'm totally off base, I acknowledge, like, this is going to be totally off base, but this is what I want. Yeah. The next book follows um, Demon and Katie. Katie's dad died, I think, like, two or three years before this book starts, but her mother's finally decided that they need to make a change and move somewhere else, so they move from this, like, kind of big town to this, like, smaller town. In Florida. In. Well, they move from Florida. They move from Florida. Mm -hmm. To this smaller town, and her mom's, like, a workaholic. Like, she works, like, 12-hour shifts at the hospital. She's, like, a nurse or something. And then at one point, she's like, oh, like, I'm going to get a second job for, like, these other three days that I have off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bitch, spend time with your daughter. Like, she's never home. No. Ever. Like, why? Like, you're never home. Yeah. So this book starts out with, like, Katie wanting to go to the grocery store to, like, get something. So her mom suggests, like, hey, I think there's, like, some young kids, like, your age next door. Like, why don't you go say hey? Like, her mom wants her to, like, have friends. And something that I really love about Katie is she runs a book blog, which just makes me super, super happy. Yes. So, Katie goes next door, and she meets Demon. He is dark, and he's brooding, and he's arrogant, and he's very, very mean. And he's shirtless. And he's shirtless. And he's just described so, so hot. And he calls her kitten. Yep. He only calls her kitten. First, he tried to call her, like, Katie Cat or, like, Kitty Cat or something, but that was what her dad called her, and she, like, basically, like, verbally bitch-slapped him mm-hmm. on that, and it made Lily super happy to read that part. Oh, yeah. So, he eventually gives her directions to the grocery store. She goes to the grocery store, and this is where we meet Dee. Mm-hmm. She's super bubbly. She, I feel like she's always on a pogo stick full of energy. Yes. Like, I love Dee so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um... So her and Dee become really good friends. Her and Demon continue to have, like, a really antagonistic friendship. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Aram are still around. And Demon continuously tries to, like, get Katie to stop being friends with Dee. Mm -hmm. And Katie's, like, digging her heels in. Like, no thank you. She's become my new best friend. Katie's so stubborn. Mm Mm-hmm. So they, like go throughout the summer because I think Katie moves to this small town like end of June beginning of July somewhere in there Mm -hmm. and we go through this like back and forth nonsense for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then Katie goes to the library one night and an Aram attacks her because I think her and Demon had gone on like a walk or something and a bear was around them and Mm -hmm. Demon used his looks and powers to scare off the bear which left a trace on Katie. Very faint. Very, very there. faint, but it was still there. So she goes to the library by herself one night, and she gets attacked attacked by this Aram, which is the first time that we truly, like, get a sense that Demon isn't human. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie kind of gets that sense as well, but, like, not as much as we as the readers do. Mm-hmm. 
So she goes to the hospital and then like demon has to stay around her for a while mm-hmm. to protect her, make sure nothing happens to her. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of start to move on again. School starts that, you know, happens. And then we kind of learn that Demon and D are kind of ostracized by the community mm-hmm. because they're weird. Yep. So you learn that some of the community have kind of picked up on the weirdness mm-hmm. of the human community, not the looks of the community. Yeah, the D and Demon and like the Thompson triplets, and there's also like Mister Garrison, who's like a biology teacher or something, and he's also looks in. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, thrown into the mix, and he's technically supposed to be, like, their guardian or something. Yeah. but That's not, like, a big plot point. Yeah, he's only, like, 30 or something. They also age slower than us. I think I forgot to mention that. They age slower. But mentally, they mature much quicker. Yes. Much more quickly. Yes. So that's, like, a really odd, like, combination. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, being, like, 6 or 10 years old and feeling like you're 17? I don't think no. it's quite that dramatic, but, like... I don't know if it's, like, an actual, like, emotional... Well, I guess to some point, to some extent, it's emotional maturity, but I know definitely, like, intellectual maturity, it's mm-hmm. much, much faster. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, we have them going to school. We have a couple more instances where Demon ends up using his powers around Katie, and she gets uh, another trace, and then... I believe she's finally caught on to, like, all of the differences... And so, she, like, almost confronts him, but, like, not really, and then they take a walk, and then she almost, like, runs out in front of this, like, semi, and then, like, Demon uses, like, a lot of power to, like, stop the semi, and then, like, Katie faints, and, like... You're close, but no dice. (laughs) Okay. You're close. Okay, so, um, Demon and Katie have this very antagonistic relationship, everyone's, like... Hey, he's really hot. Like, what's going on there? And Katie's like, nothing. I hate him. He's a douchebag. So, homecoming rolls around. She has this gross date who's, like, groping her the whole night. He's drunk. Um, And eventually, she finds Damon. And she's like, can you take me home? And he's like, yes, let's get out of here. And so, on the way home... Ah, yes. The Aram attack. There you go. So, the Aram attack them. Demon tells Katie to run and gives her an obsidian like blade and the obsidian blade is what's supposed to be able to like cut aram but i think is it they have to be in their true form they have to be in their human form for the obsidian blade to work i believe it's their true form yeah so they have to be in their true form for the obsidian blade to work Mm -hmm. and so like he tells her he like gives her the blade tells her to run she like runs to like a tree Mm -hmm. and in my imagination there's this like really big ditch and there's this like really large tree like right there so i'm guessing like a 20 foot gap Mm -hmm. between like the fight and where katie ends up Mm -hmm. so she's like watching this fight demons like almost totally taken down and then she like runs back in and like saves him like Mm -hmm. cuts up one of them Mm -hmm. and then you know at that point there's only one aram left Mm -hmm. um out of the four because he kills the one that attacked her mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then he kills one during this fight. And then Katie kills one. Mm-hmm. So we have one left. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, is it at this point that they're, like, running through the woods? Yes, they're running through the woods. And Katie runs into the road. And a semi-truck almost flattens her like a pancake. Yeah, so I... Yeah. Yep. So at this point, Damon uses powers to stop time, save Katie... She gets a big trace. 
Continue. Um, so then he has to, like, protect her, and he obviously ends up telling her, like, what he is and how that all goes down, and then D like, freaks out a little, thinking they're not going to be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the looks and kind of freak out because she knows, but then, like, you know... Obviously, she, like, saved Demon's life, so that gives her, like, a little bit of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where we go from here. Do you want some help? But eventually, <laughs> we get somewhere. But I feel like I'm going to skip some stuff if you don't give me help. Okay. So, at this point, Katie has this huge trace on her, and this is a huge problem because this is a beacon to the Aram. And as we already know, there's one Aram left who's out for blood, specifically Katie's blood. Mm-hmm. So, Demon starts once again, kind of following her around in class. This is my favorite scene in this book. Well, maybe, I feel like that's a very bold claim. One of my favorite scenes. They're sitting in calculus class. Demon sits behind her, and he loves to jab her with his little pen, and he keeps jabbing her throughout class, and finally she turns around, and he's like, we got plans tonight, right? And she's like, ugh, you are the worst. But eventually, they have to spend all this time together to figure out how to work off the trace, and they've come to realize that physical exertion works off the trace more quickly than just, like, naturally letting it fade. So, at first, Damon tries to make her work out and, like, do jumping jacks and run up and down the stairs. Which she, like, basically flat out refuses. Like, um, no. So then they try a different approach. And then he, like, comes up with the approach to just, like, make out, so, like, I don't know, like, 10, 15 minutes of making out, maybe an hour. I don't actually remember how long they were making out. Has the trace almost completely faded. Yeah. And then he, like, is a douchebag about it, walks away, and is like, yep, see ya, bye. And, like, Katie's like, oh, like, we had this, like, major connection. Mm -hmm. And so then Demon goes back to ignoring her. Mm-hmm. You have me calling him Demon now, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Demon goes back to ignoring her. Mm-hmm. And then I forget, does anything else important happen before the end of the book? I think we're basically at the end of the book. Their relationship just develops. They're like, Katie's like, we have feelings, and he's like, no, I don't like humans. They make out a bunch more. Yeah. 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 So I think somehow she ends up with yet another trace on her. Yes. I don't actually remember how this trace happened this time. This one, I believe, is because they go... Don't they go hiking together? Maybe. And she breaks her arm or something? (gasps) Yes! They were gonna go... They hiked up a mountain, and he took his eyes off of her for, like, a split second, and she fell, like, off the mountain. No. That's me. Or is that Bethany and Dawson? That was Bethany and Dawson. That's how she ended up with the trace on her. Yeah. That's how they ended up attacked. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know how Katie ends up with another trace on her, but eventually she gets injured injured somehow. Mm -hmm. And so the other Aram, like, (gasps) finds them and attacks them. Wait, no, I remember now. How? So, wait, maybe she ends up, she has a lot of traces throughout this book. Yeah, she just gets them, like, every (sighs) other freaking chapter. She is just, she's disaster prone, which I very much identify with, but, like, girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. together yeah um so katie and demon bond their relationship develops blah 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 so they're trying to get this last arum out of hiding so they can kill it and so they're prepping oh d d puts the trace on her yes d uses a bunch of magic 
because they're trying to find the last Aram. So then, like, the Aram is headed towards, like, D's place, like, their place. And so Katie's like, okay, you're going to do a bunch of magic on me, and then I'm going to run. Like, I'm going to drive somewhere else. I'm going to go somewhere else. So they go to this field, and then, like, Demon finds her, and the Aram has, like, attacked her a bunch, and then, like, Demon like, starts attacking. her essence out. Yeah, and then, like, Demon starts attacking the Aram, and then, like, both of them almost die. Yes. And then, like, Demon heals her, and somehow, like, she ends up healing him, like, forcing, like, his, like, healing essence stuff back into him. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly. Yes, yeah. And then it's that not really creates... really explained a whole lot. That, like, they end up living, I think they killed the Aram. They do. And then this leaves, like, a huge trace on her, and I think they, like, fast forward, like, a few days, and they're, like, it still hasn't faded, and she, like, could hear some of his thoughts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so now my prediction is that she, they've created, like, a mate bond almost Mm -hmm. with this. She ends up in the hospital at the end of this book, correct? Or is that the beginning of the next one? That might be at the beginning of the next one. Okay, never mind then. I won't yeah. explain that part then. Yeah, I think that's the beginning of the next one. Because this one basically ends with, like... Them killing the arrow and healing each other. And like having this, this like, weird event. brand. This weird, like, bond. Yeah. It's kind of how this one ends. Yeah. I really, really like it so far. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I think I like Dawson more than Demon. Mm. So far. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Um, I like Katie better than I like Bethany. Oh, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> Bethany is just a little too, like, blasé about it. Bethany gives me Bella vibes. Hmm. Yes. I feel like... like not I don't like, think she was quite like, Not, like, though. depressing, but more like, oh, you're an alien. Hot. Give me more kisses. Yeah. That's like, she gives me that, like, blasé, like... Yeah. Thing about it. And I don't I don't like that. I like a little more freak out in my females when they find <laughs> out that the person that they've been falling for is like a supernatural creature. Yeah. Slash an alien. Yeah. I would agree. Especially more when they're an alien. Yeah. I don't like the DOD involvement. That like kind of very much annoys me. Mm. Like I want them to just be under the radar aliens. Mm. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's what I want them to be is like under the radar i'm not really about this yeah there's a really excellent epilogue at the end where that happens but like it's a great roller coaster to get there <laughs> great that's <laughs> as long as we eventually like distill the dod from their business that's all i really want at this point yeah so i also you're... want to annihilate all of the Aram, but also like i understand nature needs a balance the Aram are a really interesting group of people and an interesting group of characters as this story progresses um i feel like in this first book this the progression almost kind of reminds me of the harry potter story progression where like in the beginning it's very much like good and evil is black and white and as it progresses you realize that's really not the case um but the Aaron play a bigger part and that's all i'm gonna say because it's really interesting i'm surprised though that you like dawson over damon Mm, so far mainly because i just love how like cutely obsessed dawson was with bethany and how he's not like fighting his obsession with mm-hmm. bethany whereas demon's kind of like a dick and he's like no 
I mean, that's like my brother is missing and like my brother is dead because he loved a human and like I can't love a human. And like I feel like I will like demon much, much more than Dawson once he finally gives in to his like love for Katie. Oh, yeah. See, because I'm not like I like the villain. Mm hmm. But I like the villain in love with the main character so much better. When he's ready to, like, tear down the world and burn everything for her. Yeah. Because Dawson's, like, a cinnamon roll. Then it's so much better. Like, mm-hmm. you want to kill for me? Damn, that's hot. I think books have broken us. <laughs> I think something has happened in our brains. Uh, Damon Salvatore broke me. Mm, yeah. It wasn't Damon Salvatore, but... That's Close the most enough. pop culture reference I can make for They've Broken Me. Yeah, mine was this Damon. He was my original book boyfriend. Yeah. I'm obsessed with him. I'm pretty sure, like, the original one that, like, did this for me and made me super in love with, like, the Fictional really, <laughs> like, the really powerful, not afraid to burn down the world, like, guy... Was probably the God Hunter series. That's yeah. the one that's coming to mind, like, most. Was Thor. Because eh. you don't like Thor now, but you did. I did originally like Thor. Yeah. He was nice. But also, like, he wasn't willing to do everything. Now, I don't actually know what, like, what psychotic man I loved <laughs> first. Yeah, mine was definitely David. I distinctly remember, I thought it was in the book, like a quote from the book, but I re- as I said, I re-listened to the books a couple months ago, and it's not in there, but I distinctly remember thinking, like, he was, like, sex on legs, and I don't know where that popped into my head, but, like... I feel like Kate, I feel like that sounds very familiar. I think Katie might have said that in the first book. Did she? Maybe. Because I feel like I re-listened to them, I was like, did I just, like, come up with that on my own? Maybe you did, but that's also, like, a very Katie thing to say. But also, I feel like Katie and I are the same person, so... Yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah. But overall, I'm really enjoying this series so far. I'm glad. Yeah. I feel like we did most of our discussing of the plot and characters and all that. Mm-hmm. Kind of as we summarized. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just excited for you to read the second book. I feel like... This one, not that it's a slow book, but it's much slower than the other books in the series. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for you to get into more of the action-y part of the overall plot of the series. (laughs) Well, we shall see. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to wrap it up from us today. We hope that you guys are enjoying our Why Rewind series as we're restarting it. Um, As we mentioned in another episode, I'm reading the Keaton Chronicles, which is one of Jess's old favorites, so make sure you guys stay tuned and follow our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss out on that episode when it comes up. But that is all we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening.